This is all the good shit. <laughs> There's your intro right there. Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Mike, JB, Chris, and Nick. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, links in the description down below. Fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's absolutely free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk. What a huge day we got, man. I am pumped. But Nick, welcome back to the stream. How you doing, brother? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. It's, uh, it's Christmas time. Uh, the time of illness. I think there's a lot going around. Um, but otherwise, you know, feeling tired and a little bit poorly. I'm doing all right. How about yourselves? I'm doing good. Chris, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. What you don't realize is how festive Nick is. Like, <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got the, a little bit of green in the back there. Yeah, a little bit of green, right? A little bit of red above above the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, YouTube plaque. And uh, Nick, deep, deep within, is filled with joy and uh, festiveness. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah. it's so true. Like, he, he was like, you know what, Chris, this morning, crack of dawn, I get this message, and he says to me, we should do a Christmas a Christmas quiz. And I said, when should we do it? He said, now. I said, we can't. It's too quick. We have to do it tomorrow. Um, a Christmas quiz. I mean, look, I'm excited for any Christmas quiz. We're going to do it in the, in the Discord. It's going to be amazeballs. Maze balls. All right, yeah. JB, what's going on, brother? Oh, good here, brother. Just finished up work. That's me finished up for the festive period. So yeah, all good here. I've only got one Christmas present left to buy, which is unheard of for me. I usually, I'm usually a Christmas Eve shopper, but yeah, I've got everything done nice and early. Finished up for Christmas. Time to relax and you know, kill it on here. Got a few good things coming up here as well, which I'm seriously excited about. The quiz. I think that's going to be class. I'm looking forward to that. The podcasts, we've got a couple of special ones coming up. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, all good. All good. Yeah, cool uh, Christmas special we're going to do on Saturday, which should release. Chris, when will that one release? It will release on Christmas, yes? Yeah, it'll be Christmas Day. I think we're going to put it out on the main channel uh, at 9 o'clock in the evening, I think is the plan, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, I think that'll be the idea. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be, everyone's going to be so joyous and happy because it's Christmas time and we're all so excited. I've still been buying presents. See, the problem that I had this year was I ended work so early this year that I had three weeks of doing nothing. And all I keep doing is finding stuff on Amazon and keep buying. So like this morning, I bought my parents a ring for their, you know, doorbell. And then I'm like, oh, let's get the upgrades. Cause you know, when you go on Amazon, it's like, Hey, you can buy the doorbell, but then there's like 12 other things you can add to that doorbell. Yeah. I got suckered into all that shit. So, um, I don't, yeah, I don't understand where you get the time between this call of duty. <laughs> Yeah, you've and been being the greatest dad on earth, right? Like I'm <laughs> yeah, the greatest yeah. dad on earth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I get the time either. But hey, look, we're here to talk about crypto. Uh, stocks are absolutely getting demolished today. Dow's down about 720 points. NASDAQ's down about 3%. S&P hovering around that 3,800 level, which people are saying is kind of the, what Nick would call demand and support or demand and supply, supply and demand. Um, I think we're probably going to lose 3,800 and then down to 3,200 we go, which would then bring Bitcoin down to Nick. Where are we thinking? I'm hoping for the 13,200 13, would be nice. Um, 
but anywhere really between kind of the 14,000 and 13 to seems like a pretty reasonable area. Uh, are we buying Bitcoin at that number? I, I am. <laughs> Some people are shaking their heads and uh, <laughs> I, I'm buying a lot of cryptocurrencies, I think, around that number. I'm not going to say it's Bitcoin specifically because I'm not overly that interested in Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some purchases occurring, I'm sure. Yeah, I think we've already started. I've started deploying a little bit, especially in ADA. ADA, I'm all in, got my bag. Bags are packed, is what it is. If we go lower, see about adding. Uh, about to pick up some V-Chain during, probably during this podcast itself. Um, but yeah, look, we're excited for the lows. We've been calling the lows. Nick and Chris have been saying lower lows for forever and, and it's all coming to fruition right now. You know, there's really not anybody else that has navigated this market as well as those two have. Um, and they're here in our presence. I know it's kind of weird saying those two. These guys. Uh, I think, you know, the cheeky crypto community have navigated this space impeccably. Yeah. You know what I would, I, I would add to that. Like I've been in many different discords and there's just been nothing but panic. And you come into ours and it was just buzzing like with like oh my word should i buy now <laughs> like it's just it's just been completely different it's been uh really nice to see everybody just really well prepared yeah and i yeah, think that's off the back off the back of the elite wave course as well we're seeing a lot of guys posting some massive yeah. trades coming up, you know. that's we've seen a lot of that today which fast. is really it's really nice to see actually um people implementing uh what's been learned from that course and to see those slips come through um it's really really cool it's encouraging how many ended up uh, becoming a part of that Elliott Wave course, Nick? Is there over 100 people? Yeah, it's well, yeah, over. It's well it's like, over that now, yeah. It's like 200 or so. Wow. Yeah. Got lots of traders going on. So yeah. is it safe to say, say the bull market comes to a close 2024, that we could potentially have the richest Discord in all of crypto? Because <laughs> we actually navigated the space well, right? We're not listening to all the FUD and all the people saying that the bottom's already in and then we bought too high. So we're all just, we're chilling. Everybody's kind of just chilling. It's just Except for Mike. Out. Mike never speaking, chills. Speaking of the Discord though, happy to say we ticked over 6,000 yesterday. So no, wow. Discord's grown big. We had the, the Cornucopia NFT launch for the cheeky um, race suit. So, you know, we've seen a mass influx and welcome to everybody there. I'm sure you're all watching. So, you know, we're su super happy of you all here. Any questions, just fire them away. You know, we're all here to help you guys. Yeah, shout out to uh, Chris and Nick on the launch. How, how did you guys feel about the, the minting process? And uh, how how did it come at it? Did you, you know, was it successful in your eyes, basically? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think it's definitely been successful. I mean, you just got to look at the the landscape. Uh, of the market right now to to sell over five and a half thousand nfts um you know is is a big deal and i think you know seeing them on the secondary market's also been really positive because people have obviously been trading them on the the secondary market as well i think it was the second uh highest volume um the day of the the minting so yeah really positive it was it was a great experience seeing the back end um you know, through that minting process with Cornucopius and, and the team, uh, it was interesting to see how many people are actually involved behind the scenes on, on mint day. Um, yeah. So yeah, look, it was, it was about a year in the making. So yeah, it was a, it was a good feeling seeing everybody sharing 
all of their nfts the different rarities that they got and stuff like that yeah that was cool it was being posted some people even have it as their you know avatar as their name and you know really broadcasting their their suits uh, i think there were some very rare ones that actually got uh that landed in some of our community's hands did did you guys end up getting any of the super super rare ones yeah i, I think yeah. we've both got like a full set haven't we we've both got a full set um so that's that's really cool so yeah we, we've got one of one of each essentially uh each that's cool so yeah so that is it's is pretty cool and it, as you say it's good to see uh, a lot of other people in the community also kind of minting the, the mythic um and the legendary suits as well so yeah lots of really cool things were, were happening it was a really cool experience yeah i um and then on top of all that we got our mystery boxes for the board ape golf club that came came through uh what was that two days ago i think it was on the 20th that we got yeah. it and then we should get the we should be able to get the reveal mid-january i'm excited i'm super pumped about that because i just i don't know i'm excited about it but you got yeah. did, you guys got one too right the three of you yeah yeah we all got one um yeah like looking forward to it it's um it's got some some decent utility yeah, that's why I ended up getting involved when you showed it to me. I was like, oh, the utility behind it's pretty cool. I like the IP, the IP address aspect of it, I think is really unique. Very cool that you can actually earn royalties off of it, which I thought was super, super like fascinating to to be able to just have the have the NFT and then say, you know, what Dior goes and use mine. I think that's freaking sweet. So I better get a rare one. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I actually drove down to the manufacturer of our physical clothing range today to drop off one of the chips for them to to go and design um the implementation of it into the garment so yeah we're getting edging closer to, to oh, a that's point cool as shit yeah so you'll be able to tap your phone on the actual garment and uh, authenticate it on the blockchain so yeah it's it's pretty cool stuff that we're working on and uh hopefully by february we'll be in a position to to start taking orders for those man that's that's freaking sweet so how okay so the four of us we played some games the other night right how do how do we feel about uh cheeky crypto gaming channel uh i feel like it's just starting obviously we got some kinks to work out nick nick have we figured out the kinks that we were needing to get to make it run smoother yet i think so um JB's just installed uh, some software. We wanted to get you in to install it. And Chris was struggling to install it. So we'll get that installed. Um, and essentially, hopefully, that will prevent all those frames from dropping uh, on the game and make it much smoother. Um, so, yeah, we've got, we've got that to test out. And, um, and then, yeah, the gaming channel will be born. I think it's going to be um, super interesting, I think, to kind of see that kind of gaming aspect because we won't just be Call of Duty, obviously. We'll bring in Cornucopius Racing when that launches, right? And uh, it, we'll have our race suits and we'll be racing each other or whatever in the, in the Cornucopius game. And I think that's going to be really cool as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's, uh, I had a good game on, on COD last night. Uh, you know, so yeah, I think cheeky crypto gaming, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, Nick I, I, absolutely I, killed it last night on COD. Don't downplay this. You absolutely smashed it on hardcore. Well, hardcore is the only way to play it. <laughs> no, it's not the only way. The only I, way to uh, play it. Oh my uh, god. Go, go ahead, Chris. 
I, I'm I'm kind of uh, with Nick on that. Like, oh, you know, no. like it gives me an it gives me an opportunity when I actually shoot somebody, they actually die. Like, and I don't <laughs> like because otherwise, like if I have to put more than two bullets in somebody, it's like I'm dead. <clears throat> I mean, you either grow also, up on hardcore COD or you don't grow up on hardcore COD. So there's the hardcore community that play COD, and then there's the community that just plays regular COD. I just can't. The only reason I ever played hardcore was to do unlock camo challenges. So like if I needed headshots, it's it's just easier for me to just pop, 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 pop. But so JB, go ahead. I cut you yeah. off five times. We just wanted to say we've also got a secret sniper in our midst. Um AK. Okay. I've, I've played with AK and wait till really? you guys see sniper rifle. She's a she's a beast with a sniper rifle? Yeah, she loves a sniper. Looking forward to seeing Festoon. That. I've not played the Festoon yet, but AK want to watch for a sniper. <laughs> that's because Festoon stays in the charts. Like, I can't even get that guy to respond to me and say hello. Like, hey, how's your life? How's things going? He's like, hey, I'm spending too many plates right now. I can't talk. Can't talk. Like, okay, no worries. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, like, the one thing that I think would be really cool with the, the gaming channel is purely going to be the fact that the community can actually take part as well. Like, maybe we do some cheeky team versus the community or get some of the community in the team uh, and do some private games and stuff like that. I want to kind of keep it as interactive as possible. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, and I don't think there's many channels out there that like have say copy or sandbox or you know that sort of gameplay on their actual channels that, that people can actually see what they're investing in right like for me for instance like I, i'm gonna try to buy some sandbox maybe later today if it hits some certain targets but i don't know a lot about sandbox right like i don't watch the game i've seen it maybe displayed a couple times we, you guys have done it in the discord where you know demonics has jumped in and started streaming it or whatever but i think it's going to be really unique to be able to see you know those games actually played i think that's what's going to be cool about it um and we'll have a channel that you guys can kind of check stuff out so yeah, yeah i'm and looking I, forward to that yeah sorry i was i was just going to say as well we've had youtubers reach out that want to jump in as well so yeah you know expect to see some some other crypto youtubers like playing on there with us as well i think it's going to be really really cool yeah it'd be cool to collab with uh some other people so all right let's get into a couple of news topics jb did you have something you want to touch on real quick yeah, it was just one last thing. I think this is the next level integration. You know, you don't see this anywhere. I mean, you can watch um, standard YouTubers, you know, that stream gaming. They don't have that level of interaction with the community. They play their games and they just talk to them on chat, whereas we are actually going to be talking to them in-game, playing them in-game. Yeah. I think this is next level. I think this is a winner. And, you know, I think big things are going to come off the back of this. I'm looking forward to it. It's just the start of this one. Well, it's probably been 15 to 20 people in the member chat area that have already put their gamer tags out there they're ready to they're, they're ready to grind it out so we might have to set a private match where we just have a cheeky crypto community that's in a private match we all just play king of the hill and see who the see who the king of the hill might be at the end of that uh that depends is it hardcore <laughs> i was gonna I'll say still, like... i will still win and maybe at the end of it maybe we have oh maybe we could have a prize of like 250 ada whoever wins yeah, and oh, we should run that weekly. The then I could... <laughs> yes, race suit. Oh man, hey, that's something to think about, Chris. I got your brain working. I see it. I see yeah, your yeah. brain working uh, on screen. I mean, I, I, the reason my why my my brain is working, I was wondering if like you could get a gnome costume <laughs> for <laughs> the Call of Duty. 
Uh, I'm still waiting on my fucking gnome to show up at my house. Uh, they're, so. they're, they're out of stock at the minute. I have to wait. <laughs> that that, I am that one's going to be hilarious. I want to see it like on the side next to you know, so it's so it's in view for podcasts. I have officially changed my gamer tag also to the gnome on <laughs> on Activision. So if you anybody needs to find me, it's the fucking gnome. Okay. You know what? When when we go into these rooms for the game, that everybody's <laughs> shaking in their boots. They're like, Jesus, it's the gnome. Like, God. yeah. Anyways, now that I have a new nickname. Which will probably end up being my like Twitch channel. I'll probably be known as the gnome until I'm fucking 75 now at this point. Hey, it um, sticks. It works, you know? <laughs> yeah, we well, we need to give you guys a nickname eventually. Uh, but let's move on to some uh breaking news today. Um let me pull up the article because I want to make sure I read it correctly. Two top FTX fraud ringleaders plead guilty to federal charges. And that is Oh my God, of course I would screw this up. Uh, late on Wednesday, December 21st, Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang pleaded guilty, according to the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. Ellison was the former chief executive of Alameda Research and Wang was the founder, was a founder of the FTX Exchange. And they pleaded guilty to charges of federal fraud. So what is our thoughts, everyone? Nick, we will start with you. Um, well, I think that they've probably cut themselves a deal here, kind of how it feels to me. Um, and we kind of can speculate, I guess, as to what that might mean for Sam. Chris, you want to chime in on that one? Yeah, look, uh, I've kind of been, I, I guess, a little bit outspoken on this um, to, a, to a point uh, when it comes to, to Sam, but not the others. Um, yeah, blatantly got a deal. Um, yeah, seems like, a, you know, it would have been a good deal as well for them to 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 basically plead guilty um but that i think is really really bad for for sam uh but i don't think sam's gonna make it to to be able to to give any real details because i think when he does like he's gonna be throwing on a lot of people in some very powerful positions under the bus so yeah look uh we we'll see what happens, but I, I just don't think that the guy's going to end up getting punished as such, if that makes sense. He'll be punished, but it'll be made out that, you know, it was something it wasn't. Yeah, because he's a, he's now officially in FBI custody. Um, yeah. was ex extradited on December 21st. Uh, it's funny that he gets extradited the same day that those two come out with pleading guilty to everything. Um, yeah. I find that kind of fascinating. Yeah, they, this is shaping up to be quite a netflix documentary that's all yeah, i've got to say I, about that i was gonna say like there is no talk about his parents either just that they were gonna offer they wanted him to get some vegan uh they asked them to get him yeah. some vegan dinners they, or some shit like but, that. but they worked for ftx and well they're in cahoots probably with a lot of um high up people it would be my be my yeah. understanding look a lot of people got paid a lot of money uh, especially during election time. So yeah, it's gonna, I, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't even think we're going to actually get the full story of everything. I don't think all of it's going to come out. And I think you might be right, Chris. I don't think we're ever going to hear another word from SBF. It would be, I don't think we'll ever hear another word. Maybe we will. I'll, Who knows? I'll be shocked if we do. JB, what's, what's, I see your brain turning, man. What, what's good. What do you, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, first off the back, there was spoke, uh, Chris spoke about 
SBF's parents, and I've seen the reports that there was an alleged $178 million worth of money moved to Sam's mother. And there's also the same amount of property and value in the Bahamas registered to Sam's mother. Doesn't take a mathematician to work out that $178 million moved to his mum's account and then $178 million worth of property appears in his mother's name. You know, do the math here. We know what's going on. But moving over to Ellison and Wang. Now, Ellison's played guilty to seven different charges of defrauding customers uh, and investors of FTX and Alameda. Now, as part of her plea deal, she was released on a 250000 bond and is facing up to a maximum penalty of 110 years. So I don't think she's going to see that. I think we all know the reason why she's came forward and spoke out. We'll also see that uh, Wang, who was uh, the software, he coded the software for FTX to allow Alameda to move FTX customers' funds. I've not seen any numbers for what he faces or how many charges he faces, but they're serious. Um, what would you call it here? Frauds. Accusations. Fraud. Yeah. yeah. Serious, serious things. Hell of a lot of time. So let's just take Ellison, for instance, here. She's facing uh, an alleged 110 years in prison for seven charges of fraud. What the hell is Sam going to face? So so does, so the, the charges that came on, on both of them are the same charges that's, that SBAF has, essentially, correct? No, they are independent charges. As far as I'm aware, they're independent charges to each of them. So they're standing up as individuals. No, 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 no. I mean the term, the term, what, what, what the actual charge is, like charge of frauding customers and all that stuff. Like this, the charges are essentially the same. The eight charges that SBF has is probably the same, but not eight, but seven for, I don't know. We'll have to look into that, but I would assume they're all the same charges. Well, yeah, it's saying that prosecutors, they've accused SBF of fraud customers, investors, and lenders. So I think the lenders thing as well is going to, I think that's going to hit them a bit harder um, because obviously that's going to go into more of a a corporate structure, corporate investment. Do you know what I mean? I think that's going to go a lot deeper than just, I know it's it's horrible to say, but just customer investment. I think it's it's going to hit him a hell of a lot harder. Yeah, well, and the uh, the, the one charge that was interesting to me was the one uh, uh, that had to do with the U.S. government. So I think it was defrauding the U.S., so I don't know. We'll have to look it up while we're on here. I don't know, JB, if you can find what charge that is. Um, but because he had so many, so much money going to political stuff, there, there, there was a major charge on him that had something to do with the election process. So of him basically giving money to all these politicians to help fund their, um, what's the terminology I'm looking for? Help fund their what? Oh my God, help me with campaigns. This. Campaigns. Yes, thank you. So, and what what was interesting is. You, they they broadcast these Senate hearings on on the TV, and some of these people didn't even know they were gotten money from SBF. So that's 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 to me is just that there's a lot behind it. There's a lot more. I think they both definitely took a plea deal. Nick, what what would one in your mind take the plea deal for? I mean, they're going to get jail time, but do you think it's to? I don't know. I don't um, know. It's a lot wrapped into this. So the question is, are they going to get jail time? Or are Correct. they going to go into, let's say, protective custody and, right. you know, go to a safe house somewhere, new identities um, or just a lesser sentence? Right. I, I'm not sure these two might might not see prison time as such, but they may just get, you know, house somewhere, new identity and 
carry on so, as you are kind of guy. So um, breaking news as we speak, Sam Bankman freed to be released on $250 million bail. What? Yep. I'm telling you. I'm telling Where is you that now. article? Put that shit in the chat real uh, quick. I'm going to read that article I'm, while we're I'm, on I'm here. I'm telling you now. Um, $250 he, million? <laughs> he is never going to to show up to to give any information. I'm telling you now. Like You can't make this shit up. Um, I can't share. Shield? I can't share it. It's um, it's uh, on Twitter and it's through. Let me just find the two hundred fifty million dollar bail. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I want to know it's from. That. It's from Watch Watch Guru. Um, oh, okay. Powerful friends at the end of the day. Yeah, look, um, he wasn't getting it in uh, the Bahamas, was he? So now he's in the US. He can get it right. Uh, this one, let's see, this also came in, it says the hearing has ended. Judge Gorenstein has scheduled SBF's next court appearance for January 3rd, 2023. Uh, let's see, this is from Chet Long on Twitter, which means all millions of people to buy gifts for their family this year. It's been the holidays with his parents in their luxury home. He's not out on bail, is he? Well, he's been, he's been given bail. I, I oh, don't so know, he's like... out. I don't know the the full details because it's breaking news. So, also, oh, someone put up two hundred fifty million dollars for him to get out. That's, well, I exactly guess so. what I'm That's what you're saying. Who's fronting, who's fronting two hundred fifty million dollars to bail him? Some mafia members so they could F- kill F- them. FTX <laughs> customers. It's FTX customers. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like taking the piss. It'd be FT, a mix of FTX customers through his mum and dad, and uh, maybe Kevin O'Leary. Who knows? I mean, he is Kevin, like Kevin O'Leary is a topic the boy for, for another day. Yeah. Wow. Breaking news while on here. That's pretty incredible. That's great. All right. Do you, are we ready to move on from that? Or do you want to continue? We can, we can keep talking about it. We can, but there are some other big news out there too, that I think we wanted to discuss today regarding many, Tara Luna. Too many people are, are talking about SBF at, the, at this point, right? Doesn't deserve any more airtime. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. F that guy. Piece of shit. Uh, yeah, let's okay. move on to something that nobody ever talks about. We've never heard a lot, a lot about. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie, very quiet after recent shit, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, obviously, we're seeing here that South Korea are still chasing Terra Luna funds. Um, I think it was at $93 million, they've frozen from known associates. So, you know, is this all going to come back around full circle again? Are we going to see Luna, the whole debacle? happen all over again they're still chasing a hell of a lot of money here so it says korean prosecutors closed in on several individuals believed to have profited 93 million from the early luna early luna sales what so is it because that maybe they knew that was going to happen that they profited like why are they getting pro- i don't understand why they're getting prosecuted or why they're being well, chased down um, it's because it happened uh, so they sold before everything was public so they're basically like insider trading. They could exit their positions before anyone in public even knew there was an issue. But is there a regulation to even say insider trading is not allowed? I'm going to assume that since they have been uh, had their assets frozen, I'm going to assume there's something over there that, that does prohibit that. Right. I mean, That's we're seeing a couple of other things. Obviously, this has came off the back of Terra Labs co-founder um, David Shin 
his assets were frozen on similar suspicions. He's since been investigated, so has all this came off the back of his investigation? Obviously, they're not contacting Do Kwon. He's allegedly in Serbia, I think it was. Yeah, that's I what it says. Report. So there's obviously some form of an investigation still going on and a lot of shit still coming off the back of it. And like everything else, Voyager Celsius, which again, big news has happened there. It's, <laughs> there's no end in sight anytime soon for this. Is there additional news on the Voyager Celsius thing besides Binance wanting to buy the assets from Voyager? Is there more than that? Chris? Um, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Was there something kind of that that was was it was it just us kind of just chit-chatting about the potential of him buying Celsius assets? That was just um, like no, speculation, so right? It's speculation, um, but it's based um from a reliable source that this is happening. So my understanding is Binance may have put in a first um bid uh for celsius assets um but we're not really going to hear any more news until the second round of bids basically what's um, alex up to these days um i don't know so duquan's off somewhere you know doing whatever duquan is doing you know chilling with a pile of cash uh, sbf is out on a 250 million dollar bail you know chilling doing whatever yeah jb uh, I've just read another article here, and it's now saying that South Korea have asked Interpol to issue a red notice for Do Kwon's arrest and to be extradited to South Korea upon uh, finding him. I don't think they can do it, though. It says right here, CEO Do Kwon is suspected to be living in Serbia, a country that does not have an extradition treaty with South Korea. But if it's ran through Interpol, Interpol can uh, they can authorize the detention of him and the extradition. Mm. We'll Who's Alex, Nick? Who's Alex? Alex? I'm sorry. CEO of Celsius. Ah. Oh. <laughs> What's know? going on with that guy? Well, I don't know. That's the question, right? It's gone very quiet, just like it did with Duquan. Did, yeah, they... did he have charges brought against him? I was going through the bankruptcy stuff. I don't think so. But it is all kind of poised as a Ponzi scheme. I yeah, look, part... the, these people need to be brought to... to... To justice i've kind of said like this for for a long time hacks people that you know were manipulating and losing customer funds um need to be held accountable like people need to be uh receiving punishment like and it needs to be severe they need to make an example of these individuals so it puts people off doing it in the future instead of like you know a hacker hacking a protocol and, you know, getting a hundred million dollars of like tokens, you know, and the protocol going, you know what, you know, give us 80 back, you keep 20. That isn't a punishment that isn't acceptable. And that is what's happening in this space. You know, you're basically making it acceptable and, you know, you, it's just ridiculous. It needs to change. Like there needs, I, I think I, I, I watched, um, and I don't align with a lot of what this guy says, but um, the top G, what's his name? Andrew Tate. And he was saying that, you know, if he God. was in power in, in the UK, he would set up like a prison, like in the Middle East somewhere in a desert. And these people that, you know, are caught with a knife in London, for example, would be shipped over there and they would do their time um, and they would film it. So, you know, and interview them and stuff so people can see how bad it is. So it puts people off. There needs to be something that is a deterrent to stop people from doing this stuff. Sounds really extreme, 
but I do align with that. There needs yeah, to be. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of people are just getting a slap on the wrist right now. Yeah, like, yeah, like in the UK, like the prisons are full. That's what we get told. Like, as a as a civilian that is, you know, had a crime committed against them, you know, and it might not be a big crime. The police just say the prisons are full. There's not really much we can do. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's lawless over here in the UK. Nick, going back to what you were saying about Ponzi scheme, are you thinking that all of the shit that's happened this year is all connected? Like, no, not necessarily. My my point here is that there, it's a it's a big deal, right? Things blow up and all this shit happens, and then it goes quiet, right? No one's, it doesn't, it's no longer a headline. No one really talks about it. Then the next big thing blows up, you know, and then, you know, it goes quiet. And then the next big thing. And, and all I'm doing is just go full circle. Let's go back. Let's remember who fucked everyone. Right. And let's not forget those names. And let's not forget the lessons that were learned on that journey. Uh, essentially, that's where, where I'm trying to go with that. I don't think that, you know, um, Celsius uh, had some kind of, you know, impact on, or Luna had some kind of impact on Celsius. I mean, to a degree, obviously, because they're all kind of trading assets amongst each other to a degree, right? Um, but I don't think it's deliberate in that sense. They're not all working together to fuck every retail investor out there. Um, but, you know, I think it's important that we all remember who did what and what lessons we all learned from that. Yeah, like everyone's really quick to forget what's happened in the past. Like in the next bull run, Nobody, like very few people are going to talk about and know about FTX. There'll be so many new people that come in the space. They won't, they won't understand. Honestly, it'd be like silly, um, not silly questions, but like questions from people that, you know, haven't been in the market, you know, really basic questions. I mean, I'm going to shout at the crypto boys here as well. TDS link, whatever, but they covered it a while back as well when they had Chase on, obviously they read into the whole Voyager thing, and they covered this as well, and they, they touched on the fact that Voyager, when they, they were there was a possibility that Voyager were going to come back, that folk are going to come back into the space, if not wanting to be involved in the bear market, they're going to come straight back in, into Voyager and not knowing what had happened, and it's the exact same problem that you're going to face there, that they, they're coming into an ent entity that that's fell, is starting to come back up again, and you know, the same thing could happen all over again. It's just the horrible cycle of that, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think what I was kind of bringing up to Nick is that, and maybe this is just for everyone, what if, I like the what ifs, <laughs> SBF manipulated all of shit to actually happen, right? Because I think they were saying that SBF essentially helped the collapse of Terra Luna. In a, in a way, right? And then that shit steamrolled into Voyager and Celsius issues. And now, finally, the biggest issue of all the issues that created all this loss, God, how many trillions of dollars got lost this year in crypto space is, is disgusting. All of it stems back to one piece of shit human being named Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, it's more than one, like you got um Caroline yeah but he's the top you know uh, if you were to list it on a pyramid at the top is this dickhead right like this guy right here stupid piece of shit sorry we're definitely not getting monetized on look, this this one by the way look, what, 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 I would, what I would say is um we shouldn't just pin it all on Sam I think Sam is no I agree 
Sam is is the the one that's going to take the brunt of it. Is the full guy, like, and his parents are just going to get off, like, probably scot free or or close to scot free, right? And uh, you know, these other two, they've obviously you know got an absolute you know solid deal, right? And uh, pled pled guilty, um, but they're all in this, and they're all equally as um, bad as individuals because they knew it was happening, and they still and- did it, yeah. Yeah, they still did it. They, they, right. you know, why didn't they call it out earlier? Why didn't they like stop it before it happened? Like they're all as bad as each other. Yeah, because their bank accounts had hundreds of millions of dollars in it. They, yeah. that's all that greed is the 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 biggest. The ruler of all evil is greed. Yeah, 100%. and there you go. Yep. So okay, how do we move on from this? JB, you're muted, my friend. I can't hear anything Sorry. you're saying. There you are. What's up? What I was going to say was I love how we moved away from talking about SPF to talk about Doak One because we didn't want to t- talk about SPF anymore and we came around full circle and spoke about SPF again. Well, it's I hard not to. I mean, it's hard not to right now. There you go. <laughs> I think circle it's the market. Shit. I think it's the market, though. Like, it, it is all intertwined, like, all of this stuff. Like, you know, and it does all kind of fall back to, to FTX in a way because, you know, that they were a big part of what happened with with Luna, which means they were a big part of what happened to Celsius and Voyager, uh, and Grayscale and Genesis and Gemini and uh, BlockFi and all these others, um, you know. And I, I don't think we're done with it all yet. What's most terrifying, and I hope you guys agree with me and you can see my point here, is that all of the assets that are frozen. FTX and frozen from Celsius and all that. None of that shit's back on the market yet. Hi. Like, and, and you, it, you know what? it's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But what's also a lot of money is the amount of uh, cryptocurrency that China hold, the amount of uh, crypto that the US government hold. And that isn't on the market just yet either. And it's in the billions. So what would make me as a new newcomer to crypto want to ever get involved in this space? the possibility of huge gains because this is the next iteration of payments the next iteration of data storage uh computing power it's uh the the next iteration um of uh like micro payments and uh the internet and everything everything is going to go through blockchain think about think about this right if we we're a long ways away from that Oh. oh yeah look i'm not saying that in a week or two weeks or you know one year's time all of this is going to come to fruition but long term it will and if I, if we circle back to some of our really early videos nick when we were talking about how we kind of imagined the future talking about tokenized stocks talking about tokenized property talking about basically tokenized everything and we will have tokenized securities tokenized bonds everything will be tokenized in the future everything will go on this technology and on the the you know the blockchain rails and a lot of people won't even realize that it is blockchain they won't even know it'll be just like it was when they were sending payments from their bank but you know what it's 24 hours now and i don't need to go down to the bank it can all just be done on my phone app you know we're we're already part way there the i'd say the average retail investor for instance say my brother-in-law you know, I said, hey, look, man, Ada is getting down pretty close. I think you should take a look. He's like, I'm done with crypto, man. 
I'm not getting back involved. And it sucks to hear that because with all of the shit news about everyone losing all kinds of money and, you know, hey, hurry up, get your stuff off the exchange just in case the exchange goes down, et cetera. The average retailer, you know, middle class, you know, they, they don't even want to get near this shit right now. So I think without the framework of regulation and, and without that being like broadcasted out to the world that like, look, this shit is now regulated. It can't be controlled by everyone. On the flip of what I'm saying, though, regulation brings centralization. And the whole concept behind all of this was to have decentralized everything. Yeah. So but you but everything everything that's decentralized will have an element of centralization at some point. It has to. You know, even if right. it's even if it's a, a, a decentralized voting mechanism, it comes into a central point. Like right. it, it just does. And um, you know, I, I don't think that's something that's gonna gonna change. And um look, you know, the market will turn and and it will go positive and all of these people will you know knowingly or unknowingly get into cryptocurrency and blockchain technology they might not even realize that they're in it and uh by the the time that people knowingly that have been in the space and have left get back into it it'll be the time that the big money the institutions the governments are ready to say you know what people it's okay for you to buy now we've already done our buy-in yeah, and you can, you know, you can be our ex oh, yeah, liquidity, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And that's when all these people that left will sure. come back. It happens every cycle. Well, I love how you, you and Nick are just so calm through all of this. And it's like, um, we're all here. We're, this is our, I think I would say probably a lot of the people in the Discord, this is the first bear market. It's my first bear market, right? It is a terrifying fucking experience. I will tell you that because you have tens of thousands of dollars on the line, right? You don't want to fuck that up, okay? Like, even when you feel like you've bought the bottom, that motherfucker still drops another fucking 30%. And you're like, man, I thought I bought the bottom. What happened? It is a, it's, it's scary. But on the flip of that, once the bull market zooms, that percentage is not going to feel like anything. That thing is just going to skyrocket, right? Nick, I see you shaking your head. Yeah, like, you know, people get too fixated on have I bought the bottom? Have I not bought the bottom? Right. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, all you really need to do is get close. Yeah. You know, you don't have to try to time the bottom and you can obviously just, you know, look for trend reversals instead. And it's quite relaxing when you take a different approach. <laughs> Whatever. None of this like, shit's you know, relaxing. Come on. Don't, 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 you've, seen, you've, you've seen the, uh, the roller coaster, uh, is it? No, the cinema with Mr. Bean. And it's like that, He's throwing him around in the seat and he's just eating his popcorn and there's all these people flying around. That's the bear market. <laughs> I mean, it feels brutal. And so to the average retailer out there, trust me, myself and JB, who I would say JB and I are both average retail. We don't include that with Chris and Nick because those guys are on a different level. But I mean, to me, this shit's been scary, but we've navigated it thanks to Nick and Chris and the Discord and the community and everyone kind of doing it well, you know, continuously saying, hey, look, it's going to be okay. It's going to keep going down maybe a little bit, just DCA if that's what you feel comfortable with. Or like Nick just said, wait for trend and then wait for the reversal and buy that dip. So, you know, it's easy. If you just put those words up on a bulletin board and you just read those, I think every day would be easy. But then, you know, like I look at Sandbox today, it's going to sound like 42 cents. 
dude, I was buying sandbox at like $7. So I'm looking at yeah. it today. Like that's cheap as shit. So JB, Whoa. go ahead. I cut you off for the seventh time today. Sorry. It's so good. I do not mind. I've thoroughly enjoyed the bear market. It's, it is indeed my first one, but I think you stay cold, you stay calm, take emotion out of the equation. It's preached on here so often. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And then my newfound um, skills with Elliott Wave, I'm still practicing them. But when you put all this together, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to where it's going because I know we're just scooping up lower and lower and lower. I don't see any problems right now. Obviously, there is, that's the wrong thing to say. There's lots of problems right now, but I'm thoroughly enjoying this bear market. I think it's really good. Yeah, I mean, if you think back like months, months back, what were we saying? Stay engaged throughout the bear market. You know, if you're invested in crypto and you still hold crypto, you know, the bear market, you have to be engaged. Can you imagine if you weren't engaged throughout all of this and you hold it, you know, you were holding FTT or your crypto was on FTX or, you know, you were just earning interest in Celsius or Voyager and you weren't engaged. Like, you know, the stuff that we've been putting out is like, it seems really simple stuff now looking back. But, you know, I think we were, were one of few channels saying that sort of stuff. I mean, I've told you guys this as well. Like people in my personal life, they're no idea about crypto. They're just getting into it and they come and ask, like, you know, what's going on here? What's there? Are you not worried about what's happened there? And I was like, well, no, because if you were here this period of time ago, you knew this was all coming to happen. And then obviously these big things do happen. They weren't forecasted, but you, you then reevaluate everything that's going on. And it plays into what we're looking at. I have a couple of people messaging me saying, you know, we've seen what's going on in China. I was like, yeah, we do. We've seen this three, four, five months ago. We knew things were happening. And obviously now everything is starting to come into fruition. You know, these things, as we do say, stay engaged in the space because we've been forecasting something to happen. And now we're seeing these things start to happen. You know, it's just staying on the point, you know, just stay engaged. The bear market, this is where you make your money. Yeah, that uh, generational level wealth, as Chris so eloquently always says. Um, I like to I like to remind people. <laughs> so I did. Uh, Cameron Winklevoss is the uh, started Genesis, or sorry, Gemini. Um, and there was an up there was an update put out yesterday on his Twitter that says earn update today. Houlihan Loki presented a plan on behalf of the creditor committee to resolve the liquidity issues at Genesis and DCG and provide a path for the recovery of assets. This plan is based on information received from Genesis, DCG, and their respective advisors to date. Creditor committee expects an initial response this week. And then he posts uh, right below that, all of the uh, Gemini.com, basically all the updates can be seen there in regards to all of the stuff going on. Yes, I'm immediately coming to you. Go. So I'm just gonna put it out there because I'm super cynical, right? But like, did it have small print at the bottom, like really, really small saying, I would like to sell some assets that I hold. So I'm putting this positive news out in order to build a pocket of liquidity so I can exit. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just I just wonder if it's all just like BS, right? Like just to install a little bit of confidence. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I'm very cynical with like what anyone says that are in these positions now because you know how many sam came out we've we've got liquidity yeah we're perfectly fine um what's his name from celsius can't even remember his name it's irrelevant anyway um he's a nobody i want to say alex Mistenki. alex yeah so uh alex you know came out and said that they were perfectly fine 
you know um BlockFi I think did at one point as well like their executives did on on Twitter you know they've all said this stuff and it was all just lies so I, I'm going to take it with a pinch of salt and uh, maybe I'll go review and see if there's any small print that says that they're just doing it to build a pocket of liquidity I'm terrible I need to stop it yeah if you go on the actual thing uh, Mike you, you're not actually looking for small print are you I am actually looking for small print. <laughs> no I'm not I'm looking for small print I'm looking at I'm looking at their frequently asked questions and then how they, they explain kind of the background that digital currency group who is dcg who i was just talking mm. about the parent company of genesis owes genesis 1.675 billion dollars 1.1 billion in the form of a promissory note due in june of 2032 and 575 million in the form of an intercompany loan due in may of 2023 so and then it goes on to talk about the ftx collapse genesis creditors may redemptions blah blah blah, blah. anyways you guys can go all read all of this on gemini.com but yeah, I think it. We'll see what happens with all that. Was it? Was it? Um, CZ possibly going to buy that? Was he going to buy the assets of of Gemini or no? Am I wrong on that? No, you're wrong. It's not okay. Um, it was. It was just um, me then. <laughs> yeah, it was just a uh, Voyager, and there's talks of Celsius speculation. Wait a second. I'm pretty sure CZ came out and said that it would just be a. I'm going to go look that. Pretty sure it came out and said that it would be a conflict of interest to help fund that relief. Hmm, not sure. Pretty I sure. Think in the, like I think it, I think in the early days but like that was before all Correct. this FUD. I think this is before, you know, all the FUD around Binance. What this does, right, from a PR perspective is, you know, if he supports Celsius, he supports Voyager, like he's the savior of crypto. Like CZ and Binance, if if they buy the assets and customers get their money back from Voyager and Celsius, everyone will go there and trade. Exactly. So, like, here just look brilliant marketing. Yeah, exactly. So, regardless of what he said in the past, it's irrelevant now. It's a different. It's a different landscape. It's a different picture, uh, and I think it's it's purely for those reasons. And I think that would be a smart move. You know, what's fascinating is, you know how there's always the comparison of Amazon and Bitcoin, right? Like as their charts in the very beginning. I did not notice this the other day that Amazon becomes the first company to lose $1 trillion in market value, the biggest loss in history. Holy Mm. shit. That's a lot of money. (laughs) It's not real. We didn't. Yeah. This is the thing that a lot of people get, they get this part wrong. Market cap. It's not real. Ah. It's not real dollars. Like you got some knowledge on us. You can't liquidate everything like Thanos, right? You can't, you can't just do that. And there's not actually that much capital there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not real. It's just unrealized theoretical gains and losses. Oh, you game. know what? Nick, what Nick loves, Nick loves. Everything went red, bonds. went sinister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick loves market cap. Market cap it. to Nick. Oh, he loves cap. it. Yeah. Isn't this but what you do with the stream every day? Pretty much. Yeah, he but loves it. We just need, just need to break it down, right? Just, <clears> and I say this to so many people, and if they ever do watch these things, and uh, they'll know that I'm talking about them. Think about it, I say. I say, think about it. What is the calculation? How do you calculate it? And how would you, as an individual who is running you know, something, take meaning from that? 
a market cap is simply just the number of stocks by the price of the stock. But if you sell the stock, the price of the stock moves. So therefore, the market cap can't even be realized. Yeah. Also, having conversations sometimes with you, Nick, hurts my brain. Um, okay. The element of your how. I don't know how to articulate it any other way. But in crypto, it's it's come it's a really pointless metric, and it's the same for stocks. It's the same for anything. Market cap, it's just a way to kind of make you feel that there's value there mm. when there lot, actually isn't. A lot of value when there isn't a lot of value there. So one <laughs> trillion is really not like one trillion dollars cash. It's like, more like just think just about the that. world's richest people, right? All their money is mm. in stocks. They can't actually get their hands on it. So theoretically, so they so have all that money. Ah, and they don't yeah. have it in their bank. No, they they need people to to liquidate uh, or to provide the liquidity for them to exit. Right, we saw this with Elon Musk with six point nine trillion, uh, six point uh, six point nine billion dollars of Tesla stock that was sold so that he could buy Twitter. Right, and that's deemed positive. Well done, Elon. Yes, absolutely fantastic. Yes, we'll take our money, take it. Right, um, but essentially, no. It's a market cap. It's just theoretical unless someone actually fronts all that cash. You cannot liquidate everything instantaneously the second that you mm. drop a decent amount of supply on that market the price tanks Just market sold. cap tanks that's why tesla's still falling i mean it's, i yep. think it's down like 12 13 because they took another 3.2 billion out right. or sold yeah. what what's valued at 3.2 billion dollars at that time yeah but it's, it's just it's just theoretical it's just a giant game is what, is what that is we'll have to leave jb out of this conversation <laughs> that's right that's right yeah. i'm sorry sorry i mean i dropped straight in here straight from work so my bad yeah, just, my bad stay silent my bad yeah. I, totally, I totally forgot about that too no I'm tesla so employees were hurt in the making of this video just <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally happy just to talk names. about the stocks. You know, we we talk about the stocks regularly for Tesla, and we see it's around about 130 dollars just now. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. We've seen the stocks drop heavily when the the, the sell off happened to buy Twitter. So, you know, the stocks are on the floor. But what happens when stocks are down? They go back up at some point. Yeah, that eventually, thing. eventually everything will go back up. But hey, Elon you, just... Musk like drop from the world's richest man uh, as well. Like, what, twice. But he, he flipped he it a couple back. of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, it's because it's all it's just numbers. The richest man is probably somewhere in Saudi, and he doesn't talk to anyone, speak to anyone, and he's probably worth one point nine trillion dollars. Honestly, that's probably where that is. It seems he, like you know you know him. Yeah, uh, is he one of your friends? <laughs> no, he created Bitcoin. Um, no. <laughs> right, he's a myth. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to, I just brought this up and I don't know how important or big this is. So Chris, I wanted to ask you, Ave Dow votes to integrate Chainlink proof of reserves to tighten network security. Although the decentralized leading protocols data is inherently on chain, introducing Chainlink's POR would help mitigate the risk of attacks on the Ave protocol. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's really positive for both, for both chains, 100%. It's not going to be like price moving, but it's a it's definitely a, technically like from a technical point of view uh, a, a move in the right direction 100 percent. and it's good to see something positive coming out well it's good to see something behind security starting to come out like yeah. the protocols are actually starting to like use their fucking brains and you know use things that actually are going to protect people so i think that's great yeah the the vote passed 
uh, just says 99% in favor. So yeah, um, it's, it's like, great. would you like to to have tighter security of my funds? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll vote for that 100%. <laughs> exactly. Like, who's, who's not? Who's that 0.005% right. people? Who are they? All right, yeah. let's wrap things up. And while we wrap things up, I'd love to get, I know we're going into the holidays here, um, but we are ending the year. So Nick would love to get your thoughts on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, altcoins, et cetera. And you can make it short and sweet and to the point, um, but your thoughts are going into the end of the year. So I expect a move upwards, um, probably within the next week or so, probably retail driven, nothing more than bottoms in fantastic to the moon. Let's get that liquidity in for the whales. Um, and then we go in quarter one and, and we come crashing right back down again. That's where I think it's going. Fantastic. All right. Let's give some final thoughts. Chris, give me can your you final. Me, okay. I can hear you beautifully, my friend. No coughing awesome. at all. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> look, final, final thoughts from me. Uh, I, I just kind of feel like the, the market's still got some downside. Um, preserve capital. Kind of say it all the time. First thing. Uh, closely followed by try to make some money in this market. Oh, wait, before we get to JB's final thoughts, Chris, you said something really important the other day to us when we hopped off was about people need to start getting their projects in order, like know what you're going to buy. Don't buy it yet, not financial advice, but know what projects you want to invest in going into the next bull market. Can you touch on that, please? Yeah, I do think it's really important. So I think, you know, we're, we're pretty close to the bottom. We're not at the bottom yet, but we're pretty close to it. Um, it's really important to know what projects it is you're going to purchase. Um, okay, we've had all this time to do research. You know, we've done over 270 project reviews. Uh, we do AMAs twice a week for Patreon members. Um, you've got the courses, how to build a portfolio, the Elliott Wave Theory, you know, Elliott Wave Theory coaching all of this stuff from the cheeky crypto school.com um you, you're kind of set up now but you you kind of you need to know what projects you're going to invest in and the reason why i say this and why it's so important to know and have a plan and set your goals and your aspirations is because if you don't the bottom will come in soon and you won't be prepared and you'll be looking at this project at this price and it looks really juicy and there'll be a project over here and that looks like really good value. And, you know, George over, you know, Cryptos R Us has said it's an amazing project and, you know, you're like, oh, I best buy it now. Yeah. Or, or so just some BS like that. Right. And you're kind of going to end up with a portfolio all over the place. Have a plan, stick to it and, and be successful. Yeah, I think that you guys came out with those courses right in the nick of time, right? To get people kind of like ready for this next little little cycle. And look, if you miss the bottom, like Nick said, trend up and then it'll come back down. You buy that dip right there. So, you know, don't you don't need to be in a hurry. I need to tell myself that all the time. That I need to just chill out, stop buying shit whenever I feel like. But sometimes I just feel like the price is good enough for me to buy it at, right? Like I bought Estelle at what, $1.30. I'm okay buying it at 22 cents. It's fine. So anyways, JB, final thoughts, my friend. Probably the same as always, guys. Just if you're going to trade, trade safe, risk management, stop loss, very tight, very secure. Money off exchanges, 
get into a wallet. On the courses, you know, I've done now both courses. You know, I think they're so like valuable for what you're actually getting here. It's they're they're fantastic. I've got a couple of trades on just now off the back of the Elite Wave course. So I'm going to see how they play out to get myself mm-hmm. some more confidence here. I've loosely spoke to Chris about a different course. I think may maybe a good idea may come out soon. Probably not a course, maybe just like a an instructional video, basically how to understand crypto for like maybe if you're just new into the space, you know, what is crypto, what is everything that's going on. So you know, I think there's a few things in the pipeline. Just stay engaged, guys. There's a lot going on. I think I'll be the first one to sign up for that course. Nick, I know you gave us your thoughts on Bitcoin and stuff, but can you give a can you give the uh, average investor some some of your final thoughts? Look, you're not going to buy the bottom. You're in the same way that you're not going to sell the top. Get to a number that you're comfortable with. Have a plan and a strategy on how high you think that particular project can go. Execute said plan. Let's not get emotional about it. Just create the strategy and the plan of what you want to do. Buy at said price, sell at said price, and um, you know, chill out, relax, enjoy it. Like you know, this people get too stressed out because they allow the emotional aspect enter into this space. So try to avoid that. Look at it from a purely black and white point of view. How high do you think a project can go? Where that value is at the moment? Most projects that we look at are 95 percent from their previous all time high. Do you think they're going to be going to another all time high? Do you think they could go to at least their previous all time high? And in which case, are you happy with a 10x? Right, these kind of things. Most people are. Right? Most people look at it and say, yeah, if I times my money by five, I'm a pretty happy lad, right? So buy in, sit back, wait. You know How quickly you want to turn that money around is the any other part of the equation. You know, are you looking super short term? Like within 12 months, you want to see that return of 5x? Then you know, you're probably going to have to go into more riskier assets. And if you've got more of a longer term horizon, then you can be less risky with, uh, with your investment choices. So Make it as logical as you can and avoid the emotion. I'll, I'll leave it there. Appreciate that. Very good. Very good sound advice from all three of you great crypto minds. Uh, all right. We're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much for listening in. Make sure you smash that like. And please just hit that subscribe button because we're approaching 2,500, I believe. Or are we above 2,500? I think we're getting close to 2,500. Anyways, just smash the freaking subscribe button. Okay. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Take care.